Hey drivers, are you looking for a new job or are you looking just to become a new lease driver? Well, NCI offers new Kenworth T680 double bunk condos with APU and refrigerator, all standard in all of their equipment. Come aboard and become a lease operator or you can become a company driver. NCI offers regional positions, over-the-road positions, team positions, and also NCI will take on a few students if you've graduated from a trucking school. Pick up the phone, check out NCI, and see if they have what you're looking for at 888-311-7076. That's 888-311-7076. Marvin Keller Trucking is currently looking for drivers to expand their fleet. We have solo, team, lease purchase, owner-operators, and even part-time local positions available. Their solo drivers get up to $0.54 a mile. Teams get up to $0.58 a mile. Late model Cascadias and Mac Anthems available. Your health benefits start on day one. That's nice. No touch freight and 60% drop in hook. Nice. Want something different? Join the Elite Fleet. Four days on and four days off. Hourly pay of $20 to $25 an hour. Want to start your own business? Check out the lease purchase program. With payments as low as $345, you can pay the truck off and start hiring your own drivers. Want more details? Call 888-418-5161, extension 280. Marvin Keller Trucking. All right, Talk CDL, Hernando, Florida tonight. Ruth Ann, we've got a driver that's been following the page for quite a while. We've been hanging out uh, on the messenger, and he's actually going to join us tonight. He's a flat better. His name's Sean Dirksen. We're going to call him here in a second. Okay, sounds good. Let's go ahead and get Sean on the phone. Go ahead and hit the dialer. This is Sean. Hey, Sean. Ruth Ann from Talk CDL. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I have Troy here, but I'm like taking the mic over right now, so he's going to test <laughs> you and make sure that you sound really good. So keep talking for me. Good deal. I've got my uh, my Burger King headset on right now, so that should help clarity-wise. Burger King so, headset. Explain that one to me, please. The, the Blue Parrot. My wife, uh, when I got the Blue Parrot headset, uh-huh. so it looks it looked like there's a Burger King drive-through headset. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, how you doing there, Sean D? Finally, we get to say hi. How you doing, brother? Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm all right. Where are you at uh, tonight, Sean? I am in uh, Moody, Alabama, heading to Birmingham, and then I got to stop and do a fuel 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 up, and uh, then I'm going to Mississippi, someplace in in Mississippi. I can't pronounce the name. It starts with a K. I think that's a lot with a lot of the Mississippi and even Alabama. A lot of their their cities are very hard to pronounce. Yeah, yeah. It's you're a flatbedder, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a flatbedder. I, I drive for Boyd Brothers. Oh, so you're with Boyd? I didn't. I did not know that for some reason. Unless I just didn't pay yeah. attention. That, that, yeah, for, we're actually. I got my CDL through them. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you you went to their? They had a they they do the school thing there. They did. They discontinued it for a little while because um, it just—it was one of those things to where they've kind of made more of a push towards bringing in more experienced drivers. Um, I actually squeaked in on one of the last classes, but it was—it was a phenomenal experience. I mean, just the uh, the level of care with the instructors—they really, really, really cared about uh, us passing and doing what we needed to do. And um, 
I'm happy. That's good. So now, refresh me. How long you been driving? I'm coming up on six months now. Um, I think we spoke a while ago. I I wanted to do it for better part of well all my life ever since I was a little kid. But I had kids early, and uh, it just kind of life bounced you bounced you around to where I couldn't couldn't really get away to do it. I wound up having four kids and i had also a a stepson that i raised all his life so five kids total i just i couldn't do it so all the kids out of the house i was the support of my wife so go for it and i got remarried and she said go for it and i have and it's it's been fantastic it's challenging extremely challenging it's not the Smokey and the Bandit lifestyle that I thought it would be. <laughs> Smokey. You know, I, I, it's kind of funny the way he said that. Did you hear what he said? Um, I, I talked to my wife about it, and she said, go for it. And then I got married again, and, and I went on the road. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, like, the no, first wife I said, got it no. out, of, out of order. No, no. It's, when I got remarried, we, we kicked it around, and, and she, she's been extraordinary. She's actually a, a nurse. Um, she takes care of the specifically the COVID patients in Atlanta at one of the hospitals. And so she works, and it's just it's one of those things where we have a dog at the house, and it, everything just kind of aligned and worked out perfectly. So, so um, you went right into flatbedding, which most drivers obviously go for the van and the reefer deal, which is not a big deal. But my hat's off to anybody that pursues a trucking career and dives right into flatbedding. You know, I mean, personally, I, I, uh, I like the hands-on myself. Uh, when I was a driver, everything I did was hand-on load. I mean, I, I was an LTL carrier most of the time with reefer, and I pulled caskets for many years, and I was hand-on loading mm-hmm. all my stuff. Kept me in shape. Well, that's the reason why I did it, because about four years ago, I lost well over 100 pounds, and one of my big concerns was I don't want to, you know, become sedentary and not be, you know, have any physical activity. So that's why I specifically chose flatbedding, you know. And then the, in their advertisements, when you know the recruiting videos and whatnot, they said be ready to work, and they're not joking, you know. I mean, that's one of the reasons why that, you know, the turnover is the way it is, is because a lot of guys get into it and uh, they, you know, for some they start throwing tarps and chains and whatnot. They just they bail. But it's it's so gratifying. I mean, to know that you're taking forty five thousand pounds and putting it on a flat surface with wheels and you're responsible for that to be there and, and you tarp it perfectly and then, you know, for fun disease you drive it across the country at sixty five miles an hour. So So you get more I, gratification. I, I yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, when you see something like that and it, I'm really in just enamored with the heavy haulers and the oversized guys to where I pull a 53 foot trailer and some of those, you know, you, you go around a turn and you're like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this, especially going into Chicago. And then you see these oversized guys and it's just, what craft are you using to get around these turns? <laughs> How can you not flip that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've oh, seen yeah. some pretty wicked videos with, with, um, some coils and things coming through cabs, steel beams coming through. Actually, drivers have been killed that way, and some of them have, uh, you know, been very blessed not to have their head cut off when when one of the beams come through. The videos of well, my d- the videos of the drivers sorry, that have like the super long where they can't even make the turn because the equipment that they're hauling is a longer than your normal 53 foot. So they have to have like two different types of, you know, like what are they hubs or whatever, where they, they have those two, two pieces of flatbed to just haul the, you know, the tandems. 
to haul the yeah. the equipment like it's like a like I want to say a huge rocket but it's not like a rocket but I've seen those videos lately of these drivers that are hauling this merchandise that is so long that oversized doesn't even categorize it yeah well I, I grew up as you know a little boy my dad's been at the same company for 46 years he builds uh, presses for called Minster Machine in Ohio and I used to go down there dad would you know throw me in the car and go down there when they would go and take one of these giant presses out of there and these big Peterbilts would pull up with these giant trailers and they'd load these massive presses on there and it was just so that's just where the inspiring so that's where the little boy dream started coming huh oh no my well my dad always wanted to do it and my dad used to take me to this place called the Wapakoneta truck stop in Ohio it was one of the first truck stops there right off 75 and he would go and actually when I went and seen him recently on a run to Ohio he told me and it reminded me he would go there every Friday and pick up overdrive magazine and we'd go there and we would look at the trucks and you'd see all those you know metallic painted chromed out cab overs and the Peterbilts and the everything and we would just go look at trucks all the time and we'd have magazines about trucks so all my life it's just truckers were just the coolest just the coolest guys around and that's what i'm trying to keep alive is is that so and it was cool because this past weekend my dad saw me with my truck for the first time and he came and picked me up and we had lunch together and he was just smiling and pretty nice looks good <laughs> but is that is that where you're looking is that where your your boyhood dream started was watching your your dad with his with with the equipment there that he was dealing with absolutely absolutely i just i i mean i'm 43 now and i i tell you there hasn't been any real time in my life to where i haven't been on the road before i became a trucker that i didn't look at every single truck that went by you know and it just you know, some people, I get made fun of quite often and people are like, oh, well, you're just a rookie and it'll wear off eventually. And a lot of the, uh, the buzz killingtons of the industry, you know, will say that but they just, they don't know where I've come from. They don't know what I've had to do and how long I've sat with this dream of being a trucker. It's never going to go away. And I'm where I want to be. And I love it. I love, where am I going next? What am I going to do? I, I love my wife dearly, but you know, you get a couple of days at home and you're ready to get behind the wheel. You it's, know, it's a bug that kind of gets embedded into you. I'm sorry. You, you, you cut out there. What'd you say, Sean? Sometimes you cut out. Are you I, talking directly into the mic? I'm sorry. Um, is that better? Yeah. Way better. Okay. I'm sorry. I had the, uh, I'll just put the phone up. Um, no, I just I definitely feel institutionalized already as far as loving loving what I'm doing. So six months, have you hit every every state? Is Boyd a 48 state carrier? No, we pretty much cut it down the middle, like down the center of Texas, and go about as high as Wisconsin. So I'm done some Philadelphia, Washington D.C., did Chicago. Uh, I do a lot of the Southeast, the Carolinas, um, Maryland, Maryland, uh, Florida. Things like that, because they're really good about getting you home every weekend, so they don't push you out too far. Every once in a while, I'll do a two-week run, but yeah, it's you know I roll out either Sunday night, and I come rolling back in either Friday night or maybe early Saturday mornings. The worst-case scenario, it's a it's really cool how they're doing it. Um, I got pulled in for a meeting with uh, five other drivers by the president of the company, um, and he's been really adamant about making 2020 the year Boyd goes old school. Um, 
I mean, for example, I pulled into the, the safety lane the other day to fuel up, and there's the president of the company out there, and he's grabbing the thing, and he's washing my windows. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they do barbecues for us and, and whatnot. It, across the board, it's been great. Do, have you ever heard of the long-haul bandits? I follow them, and I practice as much as I can okay. what they believe in. I love what they do. I love, love, love what they do. Well, when you were saying about old school and how, how you feel towards the, the, the industry, the way you were speaking made me think, you know, you'd be awesome to be part of them if, you know, President yeah. Santos. Yeah, I think I think you have to have a year of experience to get in with those guys. Um, as far as, uh, we could we could talk to Sancho, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, have you have you tried to join them? No, I just I follow them on Facebook, but no, I, I because that's what I was wondering about is how much experience I have to have. But um, what I basically do is I just try to live by the code of what they they believe in. I, I pick up after myself and pick up around my truck when I go into truck stops, and I try to be a good ambassador for the industry. Um, I mean, you said something in a podcast recently about you know think about the way you look in the eyes of other people. Um, and I think that's something that's kind of been lost in this industry uh, amongst a lot of people. They just, they want the respect, but how are we perceived? So exactly. I, I keep so many changes of clothes in my truck. So I always, you know, look the part and I'm always clean and tucked in and, and I'm a good representation of the company that I work for, but also myself as a driver because in that that the boys dream podcast it really really resonated with me. and that is one of the most amazing podcasts and there's times when you know you're screaming into the windshield and you're like who would do this job on purpose i listen to that because that's where i come from you know um and that there's there's a lot in there there's a lot that kind of goes alongside of the people that paid the way before us, um, the people that I used to see as truckers. And I, I think that's why a lot of these old school truckers are getting upset, you know, because, you know, they pull into a truck stop and they look across the parking lot and they just shake their head. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want anybody to ever look at me, get out of my truck and, and shake their head. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I have conversations with guys all the time and, you know, just the way they look at the industry, um, you could tell, in five seconds, you know, what kind of driver they are. And, you know, the ones that, that are, you know, have the attitude of, well, F everybody. And, you know, you know, the guy that, the guys that go into the Walmart park, you know, you know, first off, like, for example, Walmart, you know, at one time, everybody was welcome to park there overnight. And, and next thing you know, truck drivers, not, not the RVs, not the campers, but truck drivers were not welcome anymore. And we found out that there was oil pans in the parking lot, people changing their oil, um, piss bottles. And, you know, it just mm-hmm. next thing you know, you have a lot of disrespect. Uh, there's a There was a video. You could probably look it up. And I there was a, a truck driver that was a veteran. And he pulled up to a truck. He pulled out back to park. And this guy had a veteran sign on his truck. But... He was parked at the back of the parking lot, and the dude was throwing garbage out the window. He was cleaning his truck out. And so the other guy walks up and starts videoing him and saying, you you definitely don't represent veterans, and you sure don't represent truckers. And the guy the guy put his face behind the curtain. It's like, 
that's that's stuff there. I mean, I'm not here to put truck drivers down, but I'm, I'm a big advocate for truck drivers that are true truck drivers. And I, I will speak up in a heartbeat to the guys that are shitting on the industry. You know, you're shitting on my industry. You know, when you when you litter and you, or if you're riding a, a four-wheeler's ass or you're you're uh, uh, just going down the road like you don't give a shit or you're, you're, you're texting, you know, te- every, every week there's probably somebody rear-ends, somebody that's texting and driving. You got to have respect for 80,000 pounds going down the road. And your fellow drivers, if you put everybody ahead of you and everybody puts you ahead of them, I promise you, the industry is going to be great. Exactly, and and that's why people go. You know, like you said in the uh, the thing, uh, the podcast, the one time when you say, well, "What do you do?" I'm a trucker. Oh, oh, you're a trucker. You no, know, it's I'm. It, we're so important as drivers. We are absolutely the skeleton of this country, and we're vital to this country. And if my fellow drivers would truly believe that again and, and care again and, you know, pull their shoulders back and dust themselves off again and become passionate about what they do and the craft. I mean, we're craftsmen and they just become of what we do. Once again, it would change, you know, from cleaning your truck up when you got some time to putting on a clean pair of clothes to, I mean, it's not hard to get a shower, but when somebody sees somebody that literally looks like they should be pushing a shopping cart down the street, much less an 80,000 pound vehicle, you're affecting me. Mm-hmm. You're affecting other drivers. You're affecting the old timers out there that, that slept on those hard bunks and those old cab overs and the people that paid the dues, but you're also affecting the new drivers that are coming in with the best intention. And then they leave because they realize that they're considered, you know, the ditch diggers of society amongst some people. Yep. It, it just really makes me sad. However, I am not going to wane on, on I guess, my, my goal of trying to lead by an example, you know. It's one thing that really made me sad was going into my first truck truck stop as a truck driver. And, you know, you grow up and you see all the truckers sitting around a round table and they're all shooting the breeze, telling lies and goofing off and joking. And every truck stop you go into now with the COVID thing is mandatory, but everybody goes out of their way to sit as far apart from each other as they can. Nobody talk on the CBs. The only, the only talking on the CB now is yelling at each other. And then people don't understand why people turn their CBs off. Well, we're in our office. We're in our work environment. So they're not going to have their CBs on because it's it's a hostile work environment. You know, you don't want to hear the negative rhetoric. Um, it just keeps feeding off itself. And if it just would, people would just take a breath and say, I'm going to be a part of the change. I'm going to make the change and I'm going to do what I can. And then that just starts, you know, breathing and moving forward this can be great again, you know. What's one thing that you feel as though that you made an impact on as far as the industry? Like, what have you done? Well, I do a video blog um, on my Facebook page, and I kind of take all my friends along for the ride with me. I used to have, you know, a cigar shop, and I worked in the cigar industry. I I had a construction company for years, but, you know, the last, you know, six, eight years, I, I worked in the cigar industry, so... Everybody calls me Stogie, and uh, so I do a thing called Stogie from the Road, and I just take people on the road with me, whether it's a funny story, it's a funny thing I've seen, uh, the pictures, 
And I get people all the time going, I absolutely look forward to your videos. It's like I get a ride in the passenger seat with you. But I'm just trying to put a positive light, shine a positive light on the industry. Humanize it. My social networking. You're trying to humanize it. I'm sorry? You're trying to humanize it. Yeah. A lot of people forget the fact that there is humans that are actually transporting all the goods that they want to go out and buy, um, purchase whatever they're going to do with it and sometimes waste some of it. But they forget that there's actual men and women that are transporting it, that they're giving their time away from their family to make sure that you get those goods. They forget all of that. And what you're trying to do by doing your 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 videos is showing that there is still a human behind this that's giving up his time to give you your, you know, to get the goods to you so that you can do what you want to do with them. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I did a video recently to where I was like, guys, you know, I'm not transporting toilet paper and I'm not transporting groceries and I'm not transporting hand sanitizer. I'm transporting pipes that are used for underground sewage. I'm transporting lumber and steel that's used for structures that build Costco's and and things like that. Every little bit of what we do as drivers is vital, you know, and it's always funny to where you have some of these people out there that they they hate truckers or they can't stand truckers or they can't stand being behind a trucker because it takes too long to get started at a a red light. Mm -hmm. But they're the first people that are standing at their window flipping their lid over the phone because their package is late from Amazon, Mm -hmm. you know. Oh yeah, they're the, and they're, it's how how do they not make that connection? I think. You know? Do you ever see the meme of the of the person? I I you want to think it's a woman, but it's a person that says, um, "I don't believe in hunting. Why don't you just go and buy your meat from the grocery store like the rest of us?" That's the mentality. <laughs> That's yeah, and they're serious. Exactly, they truly think that. Yeah, it's the mentality. You know? Oh, let's just wiggle our nose and boom, they we're gonna have a skyscraper. Let's just not think, think of the fact that you know Sean just went and brought the 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 pipework or the steel that's going into this this building that's getting done. Ruth Ann should talk. It takes her an hour to make minute rice. It does not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It takes my rice maker yeah. twenty minutes. <laughs> One one thing that one thing that I'm trying to show people also is those moments that they don't see. I'm trying to show them, you know, the that when you're sitting at home eating dinner and you're watching TV or you're, you know, you're you're playing on your tablet. You know, there's a driver sitting on a edge of a bunk having a TV dinner, and he's alone. I I really, really hope, and one of my next things that I really want to shed some light on is mental health. Um, I lost my mom to suicide years ago, and the mental health of drivers, um, it's one of the things that I think gets overlooked a lot. The fact that a driver is, is stuck in a cab of a truck for 14 hours a day and you know, where does, where does he turn? Um, who does he have to talk to? That Boyd, I'm really fortunate. We actually have an on-staff chaplain that you can call him at any time, um, no matter what. He'll talk to your wife. He'll talk to your family. He'll talk to you. Um, and this, the man truly vehemently cares. I think it's important that, you know, dri- drivers should be able to take, you know, a, a dog or something on the road with them just to kind of ease the the pain of, of being alone. I heard a story, I forget where it was, 
it might have been through the podcast that a driver got on the CB one night and said, if I, if I kill, killed myself right now, would anybody care? And nobody answered him on the CB. Mm-hmm. And a couple hours later, they were taking him out. You know, the, a driver recently died in his truck. I mean, there's a lot of drivers that die in their trucks alone with nobody to help them. So it's just, if we could just shine a really bright light on how important drivers are, let them know that they're loved, let them know that they're important, maybe then that would spark that passion again. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I believe there's a lot of pages and and outfits out there that have been truly making an impact. I, you know, Trucker's Final Mile, I don't know if you know who they are. They uh, help, like, get a truck driver home that maybe has died on the road. They'll help those, help them get them home. Um, they'll help maybe loved ones get to them. Um, there's, you know, there's a, actually a number of pages that I would have thought would have grew a little better. You know, we kind of um, advocate for them every now and then. They're on our pages. But, it, yeah, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of positive, there's a lot of positive stuff in the industry. You know, I hate to be a, a downer on everything. You know, it's, it, there, there's, there is a lot of positive out there and there's a lot of like old souls and old schoolers that truly are the guy that will pull over and help the truck driver on the side of the road. You know, in fact, you know, we posted, um, a, a meme or not a meme, but a post today of, of a, uh, uh, there was a couple people, I guess, up on a bridge with a big sheet they had written, thank you, truckers, or something like that on it. And, you know, just you know, people, I, and I think this this corona thing has, you know, for the longest time, truck parking has been, like, atrocious. And and I believe the ELDs, you know, ELDs were before you got, before you got your CDL. They, they had kicked in. Um, and when the ELDs kicked in, it kind of made... 95% of all truck drivers starting and having to end their day almost at around the same time, which bottlenecked the truck stops up. That's really what happened uh, more than anything where when people were in charge of their their own logs, you know, some drivers like to drive at night. Some drivers schedule things differently. And so it kind of thinned it out a little bit better. Well, I think the truck parking issue um, really show this, this coronavirus, there's positive things that are going to come out of that. And I believe that this, the truck parking issue has really come to light. A lot of people are going, wow, look what, look at these, these truck. A lot of people didn't know, you know, I mean, only people in trucking knew, you know, with these, these scumbags, uh, that put up, uh, signs in parking lots and then tow the truck driver or they'll boot him. You know, they'll put the boot on his windshield, one of those big sucker boots and then charge him out the ass. Just so, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, just ripping the driver off, that's coming to light. I believe, is it North Carolina, Ruthann, that where that, um, they, uh, uh, the, the, uh, um, the hell, what's their title? The prosecutor or the, the main guy? The attorney general. Uh, yeah, attorney general uh, stopped that towing service mm-hmm. uh, because of illegal booting. In in the pandemic, these guys were have, had medical supplies and food that got impounded. Because these guys took it upon themselves to tow a truck driver that had absolute permission to park in a parking lot. And and these guys, yeah. you know, went and did what they did. So between that, and I'll tell you what else I'm seeing. I believe you're going to start seeing more truck driver drive throughs in like your fast food joints. 
I've seen a couple popping up here and there where somebody could pull up, almost like, you know, the bank tellers, the bank drive-thrus with the, the big vacuum tubes where stuff can... can oh, yeah. I, th- I don't know if that's how they're doing it, but obviously they got to get the food to be able to shoot out to the truck driver because um, I think they're trying to build the drive-thru on the outside lane. I know I've seen one or two where they pull up to the window and they got a, la- a st- uh, like a little stepping ladder where they step up. Ruthann? Yeah, I can't see them shoving a, a large Coke through a vacuum. I don't, I don't think that will work. Okay, so that, that was a stupid idea, Maya. I just realized that. So, <laughs> unless right they just into the window. open their wi- the mouth. The french fries might really go everywhere. It'd be like, yeah, I guess that was a dumb thought. Yeah, so, like, even if they had, like, these tubes... To where no, no tubes, babe. No tubes. No, no. Uh, what they do is they just have a big step stool that just kind of takes a few steps up, and they're face to face with the driver that way. All right, forget that idea then. Okay, but but the bottom line is I'm seeing more pop up because I've seen a couple on. Yeah, I've seen. Page. I've heard. I've heard also that they're going to start working on doing that as far as making more accommodations for a big truck. Yeah, and I've seen it. I've. You know, just from being on the road the past month or so, um, I went through a little town in, in Maryland and there were people in this tiny little, this town was like a time capsule. And these people were all lying the streets and they had signs up, thank you truckers. And people were, it was almost like a parade for truckers that came through. And so you're definitely seeing it, um, how long it'll last, how long the appreciation will last. I don't know. Our country has a tendency to be a little complacent. So someone gets angry. Yeah, we're we're actually at a uh, a lake house that we have, <laughs> and when we first started this evening, and a big airboat went by. I don't know if you heard it. With the mics picked that mm-hmm. up, and then we have a thing in Florida called the Sandhill Cranes, and uh, they just flew over, and I think the mic picked them up too. <laughs> so, it did. It kind of sounded like really like something screaming. Yeah, it sounded creepy. But yeah, cool. I mean. You know, Sean, I, I uh, really, truly appreciate guys like you. I mean that. Um, you know, you're, you're less than a year of experience, and you have the soul of a guy from 30 years ago, you know, trucking. And uh, that's, a, that's a great attitude to have. You know, some, like I said, I'm not here to make fun of the guys that are, are crapping it up. But, you know, it's, it's, my advice to anybody that's ever coming into trucking is don't come into trucking unless you're looking forward to that lifestyle. I said it a million times. The first... You know, you, you get your CDL and you have a job right now where you're home every night. You can pick up a pizza. You can pat Junior on the head when you walk in the door. You can let the dog out to take a leak. In the morning, he licks your face. Your wife kisses you. Everything's good. All your favorite places are around. The day you leave as a trucker, this is like boot camp almost. You leave and you wake up in a bunk the next morning after being so damn tired from driving. You wake up and you're looking at a ceiling and you're going, whoa, uh, Rover's not yeah. around. Can't get my favorite pizza. What do you want to say, Ruthann? Sometimes you, you, you kind of forget where you're at, and you're like, wait, where am I? What state am I in? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, though, your first day out there, and that's what, you know, I don't know if you heard this statistic, but it's like three out of four truck drivers don't even make it six months because they get out there, and they realize wow, this is definitely not for me. If you don't have, if you really don't have the dream, I'm not saying that it won't work for everybody because I've talked to some drivers that said, yeah, man, my my company was going out of business. I didn't know what to do. So I tried trucking and I just fell in love with it. And that's cool too. But man, it's, it's, it's tough to invest five, 10 grand on a CDL and, and then find out a week after you start 
that you hate the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in flat betting, that's, you, you take the fact that, you know, you're either freezing or, you you know, you get sweaty and hot and everything. And then you got to jump into the truck and you don't know when you're going to be able to get your next shower. A lot of guys leave because of that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first first lumber job I did, I was 10 feet in the air on top of a load and unwrapped my tarp and had an old timer and a Peterbilt behind me. And I saw that corner lifting up with the breeze. And next thing you know, whoop, the entire tarp's in the trees. Wow. And I just I saw him back there chuckling, and he had to go get it. And I remember thinking, "Oh, this job is awful." But it's it's just kind of you know you you make your I, I'm just making my bones right now in the beginning, and uh, it's tough. But like I said, it's so gratifying, and um, I di- I didn't think this was ever going to be able to happen for me, and now I'm here and. And it's just the pride that I have in walking out to my big truck, and I got a 2019 uh, Kenworth T680, and it's uh, you know it's Ruth cleaning Ann's it, looking at it, right it all now. the time. Ruth, Ruth Ann's got it pulled up right now. Yeah, so yeah, I, is that an automatic or a stick you're driving? It's an automatic. I mean, I I know how to drive a stick. I I did well with a stick, but um, to get a newer truck, it had to go automatic. So. Or I had to get an automatic to get a newer truck. So it's fine. And, you know, a lot of, at first I felt um, somewhat inferior because of all the stigma that goes along with the automatics. But, you know, we've got 3 million mile drivers that are driving automatics and and they love it. I just got a bum knee on my left side. So my knee swells up sometimes when I'm driving a stick. But, you know, it's, I feel that I'm able to be more conscientious on where my trailer is and focus on my surroundings more when I'm not concentrating on, on, you know, running a stick, but it's my dream truck is a 379 Peterbilt. So someday I will have one and someday I will be going back to a stick. So I think that's a lot of little boys dreams is the 379, but uh, oh man, <laughs> I got to ask you this though, since you are in it in the industry, six months, but have the old soul of a driver that's been there his whole life. If you can give some advice to a driver that's wanting to get into it, like you, you know, that, that step you finally made, what could you tell a driver right now that has been wanting to become a driver that hasn't made that step? Like I tell my, my sons all the time or, or my daughters, um, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. When you get around the negative drivers that just just violate your ear with negativity, walk away from them and find somebody who's passionate. Find a mentor. I've I've got a great mentor within the Boyd Company. He's been with the company 26 years, um, and I talk to him all the time, and he's passionate about it. He loves my passion, and we kind of feed off each other, but it's really, really align yourself with the positive people in the industry and never lose sight of why you're passionate about it. Um, you're going to have days that are just borderline abusive. And it, also it's all about getting with the right company too. I got very lucky. Um, I've, there's been a lot of veteran drivers that have come in um, that have been with other companies and they've told me, you know, you got really lucky because you got in with a company that cares and it's very small and family oriented, but um be careful what company you go to. I did an extraordinary amount of research before I chose this company. I turned down a multitude of them. So, but just 
really, really have those positive conversations with yourself on why you got into it. And don't be ashamed of doing the things that I, I clean my truck all the time. I dress the part. I live the part. Um, and I get made fun of all the time, a lot, you know, as far as, uh, you okay, one of those Billy Big Rigger. There's you one of those trucker, you know. You one of those big belt buckle wearing guys. To be honest with you, I was going to tell you that if your dad's got some of them old belt belt buckles, man, get a hold of them before you know anything happens to him and somebody sells them on you. If he's got some, good, I got a belt. Yeah, I got a belt buckle that an 86 year old man gave me that is a friend of mine back in in Kennesaw, Georgia, and I wear that. But I wear the cowboy boots, and I did have a funny moment because I. I, I wear a cowboy hat on occasion. Um, I, I like it because it keeps the rain off my neck and whatnot. And I was in Maryland, so I've got a red flannel shirt on, jeans, cowboy boot, belt buckle, um, and a cowboy hat. And in Maryland, you have to wear a mask when you go into the pilot. Well, all I had was a red hanky. So I had to tie that on, and I walk in looking like an old western bank robber, and some guy walks by me and goes, what's up, Yosemite Sam? I'm like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> and I'm looking at your picture, and you're not—you don't have red, so it's still funny, though. <laughs> you have a beard, yeah, but not a red one. <laughs> yeah. What is um? Yeah, my, you have the uh, you have the show that's the um, Smokey from the Road or Stogie from the Road. Yeah, St- Stogie from the Road, yeah. Okay, is that on YouTube yeah. or where is that from? Yeah, I've yeah, I've got uh, a YouTube channel, but also I've got a Facebook page, which is uh, Stogie the Trucker. Um, so it's it's Stogie from the Road is the uh, the YouTube videos, but if somebody wants to follow me, they can go on Stogie the Trucker on Facebook, and that you can find me there. Um, like I said, post a lot of videos, and I'm you know it's all in the midst of building it because I'm just you know new in the industry. So, but I'm hoping to build a nice following and be able to engage with people and you know, kind of make the impact that you guys have. Aw. I'm going to actually send your name over to uh, President Sanchos over there at the uh, Long Long Haul Bandits to see if he can get someone connected with you. Um, They have... Different chapters. Yeah, they have different chapters for each quadrant of the United States. So each area has their own person that deals with that area so i'm gonna have to ask him which one exactly is for your area in atlanta area so but i'm gonna try and see if i can hook you up with him yeah awesome well listen brother we're gonna wrap this up i didn't realize we were on 40 some minutes here um i want you to come back though you know we uh uh yeah, you've been yeah, you've been following us and and uh, you send kind messages and 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 you know definitely it's it's to me it's an honor when I when I've got drivers that you know are honestly uh, you know you have drivers and you have truckers okay and you to me you know you're a trucker uh, you're a guy that is living the dream it's your dream to do this um, and and when it's a to me when it's a lifestyle. You know, when it's a, if you look at it like a lifestyle and not a job, then to me, you're a trucker. Okay. Um, anything else? Yeah. And, and look, there's nothing wrong with a guy that gets a CDL and wants to run local, do a union job. Those guys make great money. You know, if you're a guy that wants to run and run for Cisco or, or one of those companies where you're humping freight all day long and you, and you could probably make a hundred grand a year doing that crap. That's awesome. There, I, my hat's off to those guys too. Um, but to me, I'm I'm an old soul OTR 
uh, 18-wheeling, diesel-smelling. Uh, that's me. I'm, I'm all the way trucker. I've been bouncing in a flat, or not a flatbed, but a cab over since I was a little kid. What do you got, girl? Sounds like a song. Sounds like a song? Mm-hmm. Hey, what's that guy's name that's writing a song for us? Here. Jim Moody. We got a guy named Jim Moody. Check him out. And yeah, he's a he's Absolutely. yeah he's a, a guy that writes songs. And we're having him write a talk. Jim Moody, if you're listening, you better be writing that Talk CDL song. We're we're plugging you almost every damn episode. But um, but yeah, man, come back on the show. You know, stay in touch. And uh, you know, you're more than welcome to to jump on the mic or you know if and, and if you're in Florida, man, look us up. You know, we're not we're not too far Absolutely. from the Wildwood Truck Stop. You know, yeah. You, and if anybody there. sees me out on the Anybody sees me out on the road, look for the, the Boyd truck. I got Giddy Up Go on my door. So if you're ever parked next to me, yeah, um, say hi. Awesome, man. Ruthann, what do you got? Well, it looks like he usually has a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Are you allowed? Let me ask a question. Are you allowed to smoke that cigar in that truck? Oh, yeah. All day long. Wow. <laughs> I'm a cigar guy. I can yeah, only imagine. The, well, I'm, I'm buying the truck. So, I mean, but yeah, okay. I, I mean, I always have the window down anyway. And my wife is. Every Sunday, my wife and I, we go through, and my, my truck's immaculate at all times. It's funny. she, she uh, I got in the truck the other day, and I, I was like, honey, is that lavender? Yeah, that's lavender. <laughs> she had a, a Glade lavender plug-in in my truck. <laughs> so, Sounds like I'm Ruzan. the spoiled, well-taken-care well of trucker that there is. That's awesome. Well, Ruthann, let's wrap this thing up. Let's get Sean to come back again. Um, Sean, again, give give everybody your YouTube uh, uh, channel, and maybe we'll pick up a few followers for you. Absolutely. It's Stogie from the Road is uh, on YouTube, um, and the name on the account is Stogie the Trucker, and then follow me on Facebook, which is Stogie the Trucker, and uh, you should be able to find it. And the goofy trucker with a cigar in his hand. Yeah. Hence the stogie, right? Yeah. And <laughs> yep. And let us know if, if Sancho uh brings you in. Again, I don't know. They they have rules, you know, and, and Sancho's pretty cool, but um he's the prez, so he can do what he wants, I guess. Let us know if he gets you in into the long all bandits. I'd love it. That'd be pretty cool. That'd if, be if, great. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, Ruthann, we got anything else? No, stay safe out there. Thank you guys so much and thank you for all that you guys do. Thank you. Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord. Hey, drivers. Have you thought about becoming your own company? Have you thought you'd like to get your own authority and DOT number, but you just don't know how to go about doing it? Well, call J.J. Keller and Associates. They can help you get the proper registration and credentials that you need to operate legally. They protect drivers from penalties and out-of-service orders as a result of not having the proper authority. They save drivers time by filing their paperwork and ensuring everything is correct. Drivers, they also help you with unified carrier registration, USDOT and MC numbers, MCS 150 updates, year-around authority monitoring, and plenty more. Drivers, if you're looking to become your own company and you want your own authority number and DOT number today, call J.J. Keller & Associates at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017 and tell them Talk CDL sent you. Thank you.